Vincent gets him out now, and here he comes. Denon Kingley gets up the rail. Golden 60, they roar for their hometown hero. He's a length clear over Salios, running on Mother Earth. It's Golden 60, the locals can't beat him. The internationals can't beat him. This is his house, Fortress Golden 60. 50 metres to go, two lengths in front. I'm Thunderstruck, needing to get there. Alligator blood tiring. I'm Thunderstruck over the top, rumbling. Tries hard, Blanford Lad can't win. Sorta boy for back-to-back Gallywoods. He's looking all right for mine. Sorta boy, one and a half, two legs. Sorta boy, you bloody beauty. Zaki joined by Animo, who looks destiny in the face at the 150. Animo takes the lead from Zaki. Alligator blood on Thunderstruck, but it's Animo clear. I Thunderstruck late. Animo holding on. Animo this time for the big A. Wicks down the middle, Kings will dream at the 100, it's getting desperate, now Wicks is storming home, Wicks over the top, Ice is too good, but can't beat her. G'day punters and welcome back to another Racing Previews podcast got Mooney Valley this week. How will the track play? That's the big question. We've also got Rose Hill Gardens with the Rosebud, the listed 1,100-meter race for the three-year-olds. Looks an intriguing affair. Well, a bit of news off the top. We just heard in the intro, Saunter Boy, he's been in the intro for a little while, and he will announce that he will retire. Uh, Nico, what are your thoughts on the, the star jumper, the grey? Um, oh, yeah, obviously it was upsetting because he's one of my favourites but um yeah all good things must come to an end at some point unfortunately so um yeah he's got nothing left to prove and uh he'll go down as one of the better jumpers that you'll ever see with his CV um but yeah unfortunately the weight was catching up with him and so was age like he wasn't a young horse anymore he was 10 going 11 so um yeah well, they've got to, I'm going to miss him, that's for sure, but God bless him, though. Gally Wood and a few of those other races, he's he's been a good horse to me over the time. For a horse who's won as much as he has and has been as dominant as he has, very rarely has he been an unbackable price. So they're the type of horses that you like, a bit like an animo on the flat. Yeah, they're just horses that you can keep winning and you can trust and, yeah, you miss them when they're gone. I certainly know I'm already missing animo and... It hasn't been going very long, so I'm sure I'm going to miss Sauna Boy as well. Yeah, luckily they've got a new star in town, uh, Myonusis, with Stern Idol winning by a lousy 25 lengths last Sunday. Bot, how are you, mate? Anything happening in your boring world? <laughs> That's harsh. <laughs> <Isn't> no. <it? laughs> <laughs> I'm all right. 
got uni, but other than that, not much is going on. I don't know. Can I just say the the racing previews group chat right now is absolutely fucking flying. Yes, yeah, Ten dollar winners out of our ass. Um, Stu and Maxi, I know they want the the full credit for picking up on extreme step nice and early. Fifteens into tens. Um, there's horses named Max winning. There's a horses named Mini winning. It's all happening. It's all happening. Ah, it is. It's good that the tides finally started to turn a little bit. I think, you know, I don't want to put the moz on us, but hopefully this long may it continue. Um, it's a big spring carnival ahead. Let's hope we're on the right side of it. Yeah. Coming good at the right time. Finals are just around the corner, and uh, so is spring. Let's get into the card. Uh, Fuck the footy. Fuck it all. <laughs> Typical Western. Yeah, right, boss. Oh, salty. Oh, I can't Disgusting. wait till these Carlton squibs get smacked. <laughs> You'll be hearing it from us first, bot. Proper game. Yeah, they'll this do, week, they'll, they'll do what they Melbourne. did last last year. They'll they'll be in the eight, and then like the last. Well, two they're games, gonna get they'll... they're gonna get beaten this week to start with. Who are they playing this week? I don't Melbourne know. will du- Melbourne will Melbourne. dust them up this week. Well, yeah, if they don't, game. well then complete certainties. <laughs> Melbourne. I'm definitely Clary's back. Hey, I'm definitely back in the blues now. Just have something to cheer about in the group chat if we win. <laughs> something, oh, well, something to be a little extra. Join the L. <laughs> oh, let's get. Your mate Clary's back, so he'll, yeah, he'll make a mess of it. He is. He is. Um, Great man. Uni Valley Rail was five meters two weeks ago, and we know what happened. It was one of the worst leader biases you'll ever see. Absolutely highway on the fence. Oh, ben, tell us what, what happened? happened. I don't remember. You don't remember? <laughs> Nico, no, don't tell us. Nico, you listen to the radio every single morning. So I'm, I'm sure I fucking you... know. I was there, mate. I saw it from my own eyes. I was there. <laughs> not even you were there. Everyone uh, was coming up to me. He's like, where's Ben? I'm like, he's fucking not here. Yeah. Anyway, I think it's going to play a lot different. <laughs> and the track team do agree. Rail goes back to the true position. That five meter plus ground is actually harder than the fence because obviously the horse has gone over it and it has compacted a lot. Um, the ground towards the fence is softer because that's the way it drains and in the in the winter time it doesn't drain quite as well so expect to see horses coming off the fence a lot more than they did two weeks ago um, there still is a little bit of inconsistency in the track as in the school side is a little bit softer than the home straight which means leaders will get to the faster ground first so they that might even it up a little bit it still might be a little bit leaderish early and then they might edge off the fence as the meeting goes on that's typical Mooney Valley Rail true but yeah I don't think it'll be like two weeks ago um, but it's just a wait and see alright I think we're going straight to race five we're skipping the first four it's not the best of cards but anyway we've got bets to find in the back half uh, race five 1200 meter benchmark 84 recommendation 250 Maximilius 550 Ballet Rich, will she stay here or go to Adelaide? Six fifty. Charlemagne, oh. God bless him, seven dollars fifty, and show some decorum, uh, ten dollars. But take it away. Well, I hope Ballet Richie doesn't go to Adelaide because she's holding up. Well, a... they should. Well, they shouldn't because they're they're holding Why? up. A... She's a mare. Gets black tight. Because she's holding up a bit of the market here, and recommendation is just like a ridiculously good bet. Um. I've already backed it. How so? Barrier 10. Well, like Ben said, like this horse leads and it's going to be off fence. Like that, that's perfect. 
He's also be going on the front, outside lead, maybe take a sit. I don't, I don't care. It'll be off the fence. It'll go forward. Like the, the horse. How's is... the mindset of the? How's the mindset of the young punter? Just doesn't give a fuck about barrier ten around the valley over. It's gonna, minutes. it's gonna lead. Full credit, but honestly, it's gonna lead. When, when has? Yeah. What about what? So you don't think there's gonna be other horses that are gonna kick up inside it? Sure, they can, but this horse is faster. I don't, I don't care. See, so this horse can sit three wide and win. Is that what you're telling me? I think it'll get punters? to the front either way. It's not going to get. It's going to be three wide. He's not that stupid. Well, she's not that stupid. Sorry. We'll go to the front. It'll sit OSL. I reckon it'll sit OSL. Charlemagne will lead. Um, he was pretty good two weeks ago, but this is a bit of a step up, and he obviously did get the PR. Um, recommendation brings the class four mines. Any trolls bot? Troll spy? First up. I don't care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Maximilius and Ballet Richie are the two ones the market says like the dangers supposedly they're, they're both 1400 metres they're both 1400 metre 600 metre horses um, and they won't keep up here Recommend like look through recommendations last prep first up it was beaten by Think About It uh, and it was it were like it bolted in at Canterbury by three and a half lengths going away from them and out of that race, I'm pretty sure Insurrection has come out of that race, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I think yep. it got disqualified that day, actually. Anyway, um, and and Sandown, um, it beat Wee Nessie, uh, who was beaten. Well, the Zedative. Um, yeah, yeah, it beat Wee Nessie, who's um, got beaten by Af Cabin by... In Sydney, a, yeah. a short margin and spacewalks. Um, done enough lately as well. Like the form, like there's so much form throughout the winter and um, just backs up this horse's chances, I guess. And um, I think it'll go straight to the front. And when the, the main sort of dangers in the market are kicking off and are likely going to be much better over 1,400 metres and maybe even further, well, then it creates a pretty good betting opportunity. And... Um, well, the price has gone now, but what price still, did you market? Two forty. Um, yep. I think I think it'll get back out to like two eighty, and you can have a bet. But um, you've got three sixty. Yeah. And any any word on Charlemagne? He's probably going to be the one fighting for the lead with you. Yeah. Well, he he was suited by the other day, but he he um he was good. He's he's still he's still he's just well. in most races around this joint. I, I yeah, feel. yeah, I, I agree with that. Like he, he's just he's going to be thereabouts, but I just think he's he's up in grey, but he's dropping a fuckload of, a fuckload in weight. Well, recommend recommendation he's six and a half kilos. Recommendation won a Group Three last start. Mm. It's a it's a fair fair jump in class. Um, and he, and he did yeah, have no. favours last time, so like he's in it. He's he's up on speed and. Um, Probably a good place bet. Even a little, I might. Have, so I've been listening to SEN track the last couple of days. Oh, have you? Always on track. I didn't side. know that. No, no, not in the morning. It's your fucking tool in the <laughs> afternoons. So on a Wednesday, Milo and Tags are good value. And then I listened today again because um, Tags and Brownie were on. And it's that's something that they a, a bet they have a lot is that same race multi, like especially. Oh, no, mate, no, 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 like no, no one here, podcast. listen to my podcast, should be doing same race multis. Sorry, but no, <laughs> you should not be doing I might that. have a little, 
I might have a little same racer here. Recommendation oh. to win and Shalaman top four. You oh, will never come on a podcast that I am on ever again if you do that. We spent way Why? too much time on a benchmark 84. Anyway. Let's move on. Why? Why am I going to have two bets in the race when I can just have one? <laughs> if your thing doesn't fucking turn it up, I'll win. Simple. Because they just chuck a shitload of percentages and it's Order. unfair on you. Shut up. Anyway. Race seven is a benchmark 100 over 2,040 metres. And a lot of these horses uh, bump into each other coming out of the same race. Milford's $3.20 favourite from Floating Artist, three eighty. Uh, Flash Flood, four sixty. Suzuko, five fifty. Deep Strike, $8. Dollars. What um, a bunch. I am going to be with Milford here. Um, I thought he was really unlucky Milf. last two weeks ago uh, at Mooney Valley. He was held up at a really vital stage when they approach the 200. You just don't want to lose momentum there at Mooney Valley when they turn for home. Um, he now gets Mark Zara on board, which is a good booking, obviously, from Blake Shin. You lose absolutely nothing there. Yes, he's got to carry the 60 kilos, but he's been so good this prep, and if he can just hold that form, I think he's clearly the one to beat. He meets Flash Flood better at the weights. Flash Flood had a bit of the PR there and just got the run on him. I think Milford should have beaten him. Um, I have on good authority that number one floating artist will scratch from the race if the track oh, is still why? firm. Oh, it's, it's going to rain, isn't it? At the moment. It'll it, rain. It is supposedly going to rain, but if the rain doesn't come, then they're going to take him out. Um, and I'm oh, not sure if he's as well suited around Mooney Valley as Milford. And then you've got this Suzoko, who's just the complete wildcard runner. But you couldn't really back him. He's nearly he's off nearly seven hundred days coming through Hong Kong, and he's he short up a shit. This is gonna serve up. This is okay. This is gonna be typical. This deed is wrought. <laughs> you couldn't fin- back him. Finger job. Couldn't back him. With finger job cash. to the punters. Finger job. He gets out yeah, to ten bucks, maybe. Yeah, and and that's that happens most of the time with Mick D. He's not a punter's pal. He fucks everyone, <laughs> so he probably will here. <laughs> Please. Leave Mickey alone. He got us the cash. Oh, here we go. I was waiting to see how long it was going to be. I'm jumping to his defence. Reinberg. Up the it Reinberg. was a good ride on Reinberg, but he did say you and me could have fucking held on. <laughs> cred. Ten. Cred where the cred is due. Anyway, I'm, I'm back in Milford there. I think he looks a good play. And drawn barrier five, I think he's going to find the fast lanes, um, which he didn't the other day. Let's hope he finds a way, not an excuse for you. Yeah, let's hope. I, I yeah, um, just, I'm sorry. Yep. Here you go. I was just going to say, by a process of elimination, just by getting rid of some of the dangers in the market, I think he looks a good player. Hmm. I um, I thought floating artist was a bet here. If he um, if he runs, obviously, but mm. um. Uh, he he was nines into six fifty late off eighty four days over two thousand meters last time. Hmm. Um, like this, this is a proper horse that got him right. I think. Um, the splits last time were good. That it was weird that they drew inside and he jumped well. They they just sort of had no intent. So he he just dragged back to the second half of the field and he and he ran on in in good splits. Um, like this is a horse that started a dollar fifty versus Stewart's. Um, he started uh, fa- or second favourite in the Mini Valley Gold Cup and then $11 behind very elegant incentivised in Spanish Mission in the Melbourne mm-hmm. Cup. Um, his horse is proper and um, I think he's 
and he's suited here up to 2,000 metres and 28 days between runs. I think I, he has the opportunity to lead here. I wouldn't be surprised if he leads at all. Um, and he's just better horses in this lot. Uh, I agree. I, I agree. He's the best horse, probably. But yeah, he is a month oh, between he runs. Staying, he's staying at two thousand metres. It's it's Kieran Mars. And you're taking Stockdale against Zara. So those are the little knocks. Yeah, I agree with that. But Bob doesn't believe in that sort of stuff. <laughs> sure. Um, Sissoko is interesting. Like it, it got beaten oh. by um, got beaten by Luxembourg, who'd who'd win the Cox Plate, Caulfield Cup, and Melbourne Cup. Um, <laughs> all three, all three runners. <laughs> probably fuck, would. Fucking, fucking Albert. <laughs> I can't even say anything. Shut up, mate. Um, but but he he went to Hong Kong, and then he he didn't run for whatever reason. He's first up off six hundred or seven hundred days. And he's six dollars here, so you just couldn't have, like, he, he's a moral to jump like fifteen bucks. I think. Um, I think the the early value is in um, floating artists, and I reckon he probably starts like three fifty or so. Mm. On the but you day. can't back him until it rains because he won't be running. <laughs> well, you can back him, like you, you can get your money you back. Can, scratches, but yeah, true. And like, and like deep strikers in this race, and I know he drops like eight kilos, but he. Um, he started a hundred to one last start. Yeah, no thanks. All right, moving on to the best bet of the day. Race nine is a benchmark hundred over a thousand meters. Stevo Scamper. What is this? Oh. Uh, he is. Stevo is actually turning thirty, and he's having his birthday at the valley. So happy birthday to Stevo! Full credit Only to man. Stevo. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, this is what we need to do. We need to get a race named after racing previews soon. Why haven't we? We'll, we should buy the joint. We'll chip in. Um, By the joint, says the bloke who can't even drive himself to fucking work. <laughs> Fuck off. I talk about the driver from Godolphin, and Bot's talking about his driver is Mrs. Bot. I'm a bot. Fuck off. To be, to be fair, nah, Will probably know. drives as much as James Cummings. Yeah. Very little. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Omni Man, $2.40. Um, brings down some good Sydney form. Inundation two dollars eighty. Sweet ride seven dollars. Acromantula nine dollars. Starry Legend twelve dollars. I think that's all we need to read out. Nico, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Uh, you can go first, mate. All right. Omni Man is unbeaten. Five from five over the flying thousand meters. Um, he's a gay bot leader who's rock hard fit now. Um, he went to 1,100 metres last start, which was a little bit of a query in my mind. He crossed from a wide barrier. Barrier 8, Rachel King, did a bit of early work and still won the race. Um, look, he was getting tired legs late, but he still beat a horse called Dragonstone. Dragonstone has since come out and ran second to I Am Me in the Group 2 missile. So that's irresistible form. Um, and then delving deeper... You've got a horse like Inundation who's taking up 35% of the market holder as a $2.80. And his last two starts, his last start in particular, he's failed because of um, throat issues. And the camp have come out and said he's still making funny noises in his breathing and his work. So that doesn't really fill you with a whole lot of confidence. Sweet rides back to 1,100 metres from, sorry, back to 1,000 metres from 1,100 metres. That's a clear negative. Acromantula has barrier six to contend with and has 59 kilos so he's 
could be a danger, the Western Australian horse, but he it's hard to sort of line up his form. Um, I just think Omni-Man is just such a good bet here. He doesn't have to lead from Barrier 1, but I think he can. Um, he's been sustaining fast tempos, kicking off them. And I know I've said the fence is probably going to be off at the Valley, but Geordie Childs is too smart for that. He'll just walk the track Saturday morning, hopefully, and find the best ground. I think this horse is so hard to beat, and he'll probably start a little bit shorter than $2.40. Nico? Yeah, well, I think it's immoral, to be honest. Simple as that. I don't know how they beat him. It's as simple as that. Jump, squeeze, lead, and win. This horse can cop pressure if they give him pressure. Sat outside Passage Yarda and he didn't sit outside him. out. He didn't sit outside him. He was like five legs off him. Passage Yarda's like a massive, enormous squid, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bit of a squid. Doesn't matter. Still. Doesn't matter. This horse can cop pressure, left, right, centre. Doesn't matter. Fit horse. Geordie, one. Gaybot. Jump lead win. Easy game. I'm a big fan of inundation. But last time I checked, like I'm no I'm no I'm no doctor or vet. Nothing. But it's pretty no hard shit, to run mate. to the best of your ability when you can't breathe. Just just hold it on. Cannot possibly give cannot possibly give a hundred percent bot. Hold your breath. And you can't breathe properly. Hold your breath. Hold Thousand your meters breath. around the valley. <laughs> the punters do, not the fucking horses, you clown. <laughs> he does get in incredibly well at the weights with 51 after the claim, and he is the Mooney Valley track record holder over 1,000 meters. So, is he? Oh, yeah, I remember that. Um, oh, I, yeah, backed him that like... I, I backed him the day he broke it, and um, I was there on track, and they were betting like 250 after red card missed a start by like three lengths. In, in yeah, like in play, because oh, what was that other horse that was in it? Unflinching, unflinching, and um, yeah, you beat unflinching. okay to pay was there. Um, red card, who else was there? Doesn't matter, anyway. Pissed in. Mm. Um, it's been a horse I've always he's always been one of mine in a nation, even the two starts he's been beat at prohibitive odds. I've been on at better prices when he's been rolled at a dollar fifty and a dollar forty, but. Um, yeah, he's got his, he's a horse that's got his fair share of ability, but what he's got in ability, he's got in issues too, so, if he comes out and beats me, well, just got to cop it on the chin. I, I yeah, reckon, he's worth noting, oh, you go, Bob. I, I reckon, um, I reckon they'll back inundation, um, hmm. just off the SPs. Well, like... I'll, I'll do what I did last week and just double down. Okay. Um, he... Like, I don't think the people that are moving the market, like, care what um, Kent Jr. said on the radio. But, but like, what, like, that doesn't mean... Well, they should, he, if you can't fucking fuck. breathe. Well, for the listeners it, who haven't heard, what can you just tell everyone what he said on the radio? Oh, did, did he just say that he... Me? Oh, I don't he know said, what he, he said. He said you couldn't, you couldn't possibly back him because of his issues. If you want to listen, punters, just go listen on uh, Giddy Up with Gareth Hall plug. today on Stable Mail. He basically said you couldn't possibly back him. If if you were keen on inundation and you wanted just a final tick of approval, or you've just had an ice bath, pretty much, because he couldn't have steered you any further away. He said, of course he can win, but you wouldn't back him. You just need to say it. Yeah. Well, I think I think that the people that are moving the market don't care what Kent Junior says on radio. 
and he's he's got a big massive track and trip number first up um, last prep and he backed it up with two massive SPs the market's got a massive opinion of him I think mm. the market's like even in these thousand meter races they're like heavily heavily like they, they like to when horses down like 51 kilos I love to bet the shit out of them and this horse is gonna be up and running and I think they'll back it, and I think he could either win by five lengths, or he could or he could get beat by like twenty five lengths. Like he's in between, and he's just a no bet sort of. It's a no bet race for me because he's obviously the best horse. I think I think he's a much better horse than Omni Man. I don't I don't think anyone's sort of disputing that. Um, well, for these boys be? with big betting balances, would you, would you uh, say that Inundation's a better horse than Omni Man? Uh, Inundation's best is right up there. Inundation's yeah, like, yeah, you Inundation's go. not going to run his best here. Well, what so if it does? How can you run your best if you can't fucking breathe? Well, he, he did it last time. This horse has got his fair share of issues. Did, did his issues just... He hasn't had any surgery done since last time. Yes, he, he has. He the had same issues that he had... Well, it clearly hasn't worked if he's still making noises. Allegedly. I'm sure he was still making I noises. I can't wait for this. This is just this punters don't fucking listen to what Bot's saying here. This is just a max bet situation. <laughs> Why You've got you a just... race hardened fit horse who's unbeaten at a thousand meters with no issues in the world, draws barrier one with the best jockey on board on a front runner. It's just until it hurts type of situation. I cannot see how they beat him. Responsibly Bet the fuck up. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't think. I don't know. I, I think inundation is just a. He's a. He's a tricky because uh, he's all, his issues didn't like. He's like throat issues just don't magically appear. Like he's obviously always had him. Right. So he's. Can we go to race ten? Because bots is graying the fucking punters up even more. They're gonna sail into fucking Omni Man now. Stu's about to cash out. <laughs> oh, yeah. sorry, sorry, Stu. Don't listen. For hell. <laughs> Stu can make his own decisions. He backed extreme step before I even said I liked him. Yeah, that's true. But anyway, Nico's best bet and my best bet of the day. Let's move on to race 10. Uh, It is a benchmark 70 over 1,200 metres. Helix and Paray are $3.50 locked in equal favourites from Qdaz. Unbeaten 2 out of 2, 6.50. Luna Cat, 6.50. Is this mistake or mistake? Got no idea. Mistake. 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 Yeah, right. $9.50. Calico Jack, $13. It's from New Zealand. Mm, I should know that. Mm. Nico, I think me and you are going head-to-head here, to be honest. Well, I'm backing in this, in yeah. this race, too. I'm backing yeah, well, the cat. Neither of you two are probably on the winner, either. And I'm not, and I'm not talking about Luna Cat. I'm on parade. Well, all, you, all you need to do is Helix wins punters. Barrier 2. Jump lead win. Benny Mellon. He's uh, not going as good as I would uh, hope at the moment, but Springs just around the corner. Big prize money races are just around the corner. That's when Benny Mellon will shine. Um, I think he probably just hasn't been fit enough, to be honest. Uh, I think he's been working pretty hard from what I can sort of see from the outside looking in, and his fitness is getting back somewhere... Uh, Near where it needs to be. He's on a better caliber of horse from here on out. 
Is he posting stories on his Instagram? I think Keeley's a pretty good Instagram? horse. Hey? Is he posting stories on his Instagram doing workouts? Uh, in the gym? No, nah, just just from what I've got people Blake telling Shin me style. on the... <laughs> no, nah, just people that I know in the know, bot. <laughs> people in the know are telling you that the, the jockey's working out. Mate, don't question my fucking sources <laughs> and my conversations. Can okay. you just stop potting each other and just tell us your tip? And Helix. Shut up, Ben. It makes for good podcasting. The people love it. Oh. Helix, barrier two, <laughs> think he's a pretty good horse. Won well on debut, and then he's been he's bumped into two what I think are pretty solid horses in Marble Arch and Gringotts. He's next to and hasn't been disgraced. Um, yeah, I, I think he's... A very, very easy bet to have. I don't rate the good Olfen cat. Um, and yeah, I don't think the horses in behind um, are anything to be too worried about. So um, I'd be pretty surprised and disappointed if Helix wasn't winning the last pretty comfortably. All right, I'm back in Parade. Um, yes, I wanted to lay him last two weeks ago, but everyone saw the run. It was probably one of the runs of the day at Mooney Valley against the Bias. Speaking of fitness, this horse is now fourth up. Um, we've got the race fitness edge on Helix, who I think is a nice horse, but I wouldn't say Marble Arch is anything special. I think Gringotts is a nice, is a decent up-and-coming horse, um, but that was over 1,400, both of those runs. Here, this is over 12, and I just think the lanes will be in play for Perret to come with that flashing run again, and this time he will be in the... The faster ground as compared to last start where he couldn't quite get to Charlemagne against the bias. Um, we get Frosty back. I think it's his first time back at the Valley in a, in a while. Um, and I just love Barrier 5. I think he's going to land midfield, sort of one off the fence, hopefully. Um, and yeah, just, just off his last run, I do think he's probably better than benchmark 70 grade. Look, he's only got one win on the board, so that is the concerning part. He's got five second placings and three thirds so it's not a max he bet fucking drinks by milk. any means but for me he's the one to beat he ran good time home last start um, he broke 12 for his last 200 on a, on a soft track and against the buyer so pretty good going there uh, I think he's the one to beat um, Qdaz was pretty good last start he is unbeaten two from two so doesn't really have a ceiling yet but yeah, they probably look the main three. I also just want to give a quick shout out. I think this horse, if the lanes are in play, like they're saying, and the fence is completely off, and there's a fast lane towards, you know, four or five plus, don't be surprised if Hello Broadcast just runs a little bit better than the market suggests, and it rains a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Jesus. I'm backing um, Parade too. At the current prices... Um, he's probably the best bet on the day. If I was advising bets, then like at the current current prices. Well, you are advising best. bets because this is a podcast, <laughs> so people are betting. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, he's probably like he's like a two seventy chance. I reckon he starts like three bucks. The like I reckon the biggest thing is like the fact that he started three fifty on the last day. Um. On a day it was so heavily, um, like it was so obviously um, advantageous to be on the fence and up on speed, and he was never he was drawn eight and he was always going to get back. 
the fact that he started 350 is just like the market hasn't gone to a good level like a really big level and um and yeah like the splits were strong some of the fast the, the fastest of the the meeting um for four to the two the two to the post and the one to the post um and you've got holes in the market like Qdaz who like it's not a 650 chance um it'll start like bigger than it's like 15 to 1 I think um and other than that like there's not much here and and Helix is a 1400 meter horse I think um and Mistake is a horse that, that won by like 15, like, like 10 lengths on debut and then started 280 in a in a listed race at its second start in New Zealand. Um, but yeah, um, I just think Parade. You sort of, the, the maps could be tricky, but you just got to grit your teeth and have a bet because he's he's a bit better. He's a bit more likely than what, a, what the market says at the moment. He's like 360 or something, isn't he? Yep. That's a fair price. Have a bet, punters. Have a bet. All right. That's Mooney Valley run and done. Let's go over to Rose Hill Gardens. Um, we're on the quick backup at Rose Hill. It was rail true last week, and it goes up three metres. So that's going to be interesting. Um, I think it played reasonably fair last week. It was no disadvantage to be on the rail and possibly some horses... Just kicked away from some of those that got back in the field. Some of those favourites steamed home late, but I still think the inside was probably the place to be. So that'll be an interesting thing to watch with the rail going out an extra three metres. Uh, my first bet starts in race one. It's over 1,300 metres. It's just a benchmark 72, but it's a very, very hot benchmark 72 with um, a few really nice three-year-olds going around. The favourite is Cabalas $2.40 from the Little Pumper $3.40 Ganbare $6.50 Waverly $9 I'm going to be with number two Cabalas here for uh, Chris Waller and James McDonald on debut um, this horse was strung up with nowhere to go at Canterbury completely unlucky and the run went down as forget he was eighth of nine there and went around $6 Unfortunately, we completely missed him at his next start, and he ended up going around sort of $12, $13, beating Estriella and Shaken in a really hot race. Um, yeah, ran home nearly five lengths above for his final 600 metres, above the all-average benchmark. Now rises to 1,300 metres. That looks to suit and draws beautifully for James McDonald. Look, the little pumper is the up-and-running one. He's the fit one. He's going to be up on speed, and he's going to be tough to run down, but... I just think there's a bit more substance to Cabalas. He was a very expensive son of I'm Invincible. I think he was right up there in the six figures. And Chris Waller does think he could be a guinea's horse. So I'm happy to back him. $2.40 looks the right price. The, the little pumper also has to give him two kilos here at the weight. So if he can be close enough to the little pumper in the run and it's not too leader biased, then pretty happy to be on first bet of the day. 11.30, 35am, get in. I'm with you. Beautiful. Um, where are we going next, Nico? Five? Race five. All right, race five. 1,200 metre, benchmark 88 over... already said it, over. Over 1,200 metres, extremely lucky, $2.40. Alentia, $4.60, but I've heard he is coming out. Or she is coming out? She is coming out. She. 
Devil's Throat seven dollars, Tristate seven dollars, Diamond Dealer nine dollars, Verenli uh, or Verenelli ten dollars. Nico, need to give my voice a spell. You take over. Um, recent acquisition to the Chris Waller stable is extremely lucky. He's trialled up pretty good in the lead up to this. Um, first trial, notably behind IME, so that form's already been franked, even though it's a trial still. Um, it's what you want to see, I think. Um, mm. IME come out one well last weekend. Trialled him well in his second trial. Um, I would think there's a fair bit of intent for this bloke. He's a pretty good horse. He's a group class sprinter, possibly a group one sprinter. So the benchmark 88 kill um, has a point to prove. This is a horse that potentially a few people are saying might be a horse that's looking for an Everest slot. So um, I don't think he can win an Everest, but um, I, I know he can't win an Everest, but um, why not try and aim for a race like that? It's good, good prize money, even if you're finishing out the back of the screen. Um, but yeah, I think there's going to be a fair bit of intent here. J Mac is on the best horse in the race. Like these horses are dead set like, benchmark horses. So this horse is half as good as uh, what some people think and what I think he is. I think he should be very, very hard to beat here. Um, I've taken a bit of 275 with a little boost on Bet365 with Alentia still in it. So hopefully when the punters are listening to this, if they haven't already backed him, they can. Um, hopefully we get somewhere still black figure odds after the deductions, and I think that's a more than fair price. Hopefully the track bias isn't um, significant or at all, and I think it'll be um, going to be a good bet. So yeah, I think... Um, he should be right there. Yeah, I agree. He's clearly the best horse in the race. He's got a monster turn of foot. Like, this horse is sort of around... He's got last 600 figures that rate nearly 15 lengths above, um, obviously off slow tempos, but he's just got an enormous turn of foot. Um, the knock he's, he's going to To put be... it in perspective, this is this is a horse that they back to beat Bella Nipotino around the valley. Yeah, correct. And that was over a thousand meters. I think twelve hundred is much more suitable. Hopefully Waller's put a bit of hot polish on him. Um, look, he's gonna go back. You know he's gonna be back in the field, but with any luck, if the rail is the place to be, then maybe J Mac tries to weave his way through. If it's fair then he just hooks to the outside and he should prove too good. Should. It's just gotta be in clear air. He's in clear air or rocket home over the top. As long as it's sort of road. Yeah. All right. I've got nothing else to add. Let's go to the feature of the day. The listed Rosebud Stakes, 1,100 metres for the three-year-olds. Tis Invincible, $2.50 favourite from the Instructor, 460 Cigar Flick, $5. Introducing $7, Roussillon, $9. Uh, I'll start us off. I think the Instructor is a little bit of value here and around the $4.60, $4.80 mark. Um... We saw him burst onto the scene as a two-year-old and he won twice over the flying thousand metres. He obviously went to 1,200 metres in a blue diamond and I was happy to lay the guts out of him at 1,200 metres because I didn't think he'd really handle a high-pressure 12, but he still ran really, really well. 
he led at nearly 19 lengths above the all-average benchmark there at Sandown, like breakneck speed, and he was beaten less than three lengths. Um, so yeah, he was beaten two and a half. Though. Yeah, that's maybe those figures, maybe those figures are a bit out, but still, they went fast. It was a blue diamond, high pressure, 1200 meters, and I thought he was outstanding. Um, I don't think he's just this two-year-old squib. He's come back, and I know they're only trials, but he's looked really, really good in them. Um, he's going to find a forward position here from barrier five. And I just think he's probably got the most substance in his form in this race. Tis Invincible is clearly the one to beat, but she looks mighty short at $2.50. Um, yes, maybe she will appreciate better ground, but she's going to have to come and get us here. 1,100 metres around Rose Hill. I think I don't think it's going to be high, high pressure. There's only one other go-forward horse in introducing the stable mate. But the instructor, I think he's hard to beat, and I wouldn't be surprised if he shortens. I'd have the Tis Invincible and the instructor much closer together, and at the prices, I'm happy to bet the gay bot runner. Well, prices, um, the uh, um, the Waller horse, the pink one. Cigar Flicks, $5. Mm. I reckon that horse will like, be a, a flight stakes or a thousand guineas horse. Yeah. Her problem is obviously barrier eight at Rose Hill. She's going to probably be last. Yeah, it'll go back to last and it'll run on and it'll be up to 1,400 metres next start and then it'll probably win the, the flight stakes. Yeah, because yeah. It's, like, it's a Churchill out of a full to... Um, to What's that horse called? Um, the other pink one. The the horse that always ran second to Lonro. Animo. No, not Lonro. The horse that... Oh, Fangirl. Fangirl. Fang, yeah, Fangirl. <laughs> The, the mums are a fool to... I don't know why I don't know that, but because um, it doesn't race in Victoria. Um, the Ingham Colours, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, it'll probably well, win Cigar it. Cigar doesn't have any sort of ability compared to... No, Cigar Flick's a good yeah, horse. Yeah. Cigar Flick's a good horse. It was a junk race last night. Like, walkathon. Yeah, but in those sorts of races, the, the, the margins can be, like, heavily compressed... And oh, I agree like with that. Tricky. It should have, it should have won by more. But um, it does, it's it's not a it's not a sprinter. It's not a yeah. sprinter. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's it's not here anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, oh, it, it sort of interests me though. Tis that Invincible. Was... I'm with Tis Invincible. Um, I do think the instructor probably is a touch big. Um. But I just think Tiz Invincible is going to get a gun run. Barry one, she'll sit just behind the instructor and co. Um, and if she gets the breaks at the right time, I think uh, she's just got a bit more upside than a few of these. Um, I think she's a pretty good filly. She owes me a bit. I had her going for an absolute stack in the Percy Sykes when I thought it was going to be an all-time fill-up. But unfortunately... That didn't occur, but I still think um, she's come back really good, this preparation. Her work in the trials has been slick. J-Mac jumping on. Um, yeah, I'm pretty happy to be in her corner. I think we might get a touch better. May get $3. Um, but yeah, I think instructors are dangerous. I'll be back in Tiz, Invincible, having uh, exact to save a one by two. I think the race is... Uh, down to those two I don't really give anything else a chance in the race behind them yep beautiful 
All right, let's move on swiftly then to race nine. It is the tab handicap over 1,400 metres. Um, what is it? It's just a three-year-old handicap. We see the return of a very nice horse named Pericles, $3.10 favourite. Kalino is $4.80, but Chris Wall has also said this horse could scratch from given he's drawn barrier 15 or 14. You called it $9, Perfect Thought $9.50, Banana Queen $10, Madame Pomery $12, Glinter Silver $14. Nico, you go first. I'm with a class horse in this race, Pericles. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know what to say. His recent trial was very good, albeit against a couple of slower horses uh, than him, so he should have trialed well, but still... Uh, good to see some intent at the trials. Um, I think 1,400 metres first up is fine. J-Mac on. First up record is pretty good. Um, yeah, he's just a pretty honest horse. He's no out-and-out superstar, but he's a very, very solid horse. and um, He doesn't have to be a superstar to win this race. So I think it's a horse full of horses that are... Um, inferior to his ability and yeah I think uh, $3.10 is a fair price to, to have a play on him yep um, at first look do you think do you think three tens relatively solid price or do you think we might get a bit better I think you oh, it's hard to tell well Kalino I think Kalino is going to scratch I think Waller is going to scratch so you're not going to get better than $3.10 why okay because Waller always scratches from wide barriers, and you mentioned it in his preview. Yeah. Um, at first, I thought Pericles moral, but I do think this race is just a little bit deeper than when I first looked. This would be interesting. There are a few I just want to mention. Madame Pomery is a really nice horse who mixed it with, you know, she is a Group One winner, and she mixed it with a few good horses. You know, she was only a length and a half of in secret first up. Last preparation over 1,200 metres. She's got to carry 58.5 kilos, so she's not in great at the weights. Slaughtered. A horse that is really good at, in at the weights, he's got to improve off last start, but Glynis Silver gets in with 52.5 kilos, will sit on speed for Reese Jones, and has beaten Pericles when they met in the Autumn Stakes last preparation. It was a bit of a weird race at Sandown, and he, got it, he did get a good time of it, but... Still, there is a seven kilo swing in his favour, and if Rose Hill is playing like Roadhill, then he's going to be up in the firing line for a long way. So he could be a shade of overs around fifteen dollars. Um, and then there Why is. Why haven't they gelded political debate? Yeah, that's a strange one. Given Coolmore, son of so who think, but anyway, I don't think he's going well enough. The other complete wildcard horse in this race is $34, and his name is looks like Elvis. He has a fantastic first up sort of record. His, his last few runs first up have been huge, um, including one where he completely missed the start with Linda Meacher board at Flemington that day and still managed to win. He was in the wilderness a little bit towards the back end of last preparation, but if he's right, then he's probably a shade of overs at 30s as well. So, Pericles is definitely the one to beat, but I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think the race is over by any means. I, th I think it's a little bit deeper than I first gave it credit for. 
I reckon, I reckon that's a great point with Glint of Silver, Ben. Full credit. Thanks, mate. Maybe you have a bet at Rosehill. <laughs> nope. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the, the final race of the day. Uh, 1,100-meter benchmark 78. Garza Blanca, even money. Yuck. Smashing Eagle, $6. Kerr Royale, $7. Rubinocchi, $7. And Troach, $10. You go handball to you first here. Um, I hope I've had a good day <laughs> up until this point. <laughs> Don't worry. Because if I have, I'm laying the absolute fucking life out of Gaza Blanca. This horse is no fucking good. I'm convinced. It's no good. Tell us why. It's just an absolute muncher. It's had its absolute birthday once. Against Greece that day at Cranbourne. And it's just been significantly overhyped in the marketplace ever since. With SPs of $1.70 and $1.80. And has failed to win for the punters. If you've backed him in those starts, do yourself a favour and do not dive in again. Because the definition of stupidity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. So don't do it to yourself. Just lay the fuck out of it. Yeah, I agree for what it's worth. Um, this horse is way too short. He somehow has a a track record at Cranbourne where he obliterated It's Greece. so fugazi. But it does look a bit fugazi. Like, his last two starts, he's been there to win. Rose Hill, I know there was track bias, but still, he then went to Randwick, and he completely turned it up. Like, completely and utterly turned it up. I couldn't back him with stolen cash at $2. I think he would drift a bit, but there's a lot of J-Mac tax here, and he's first up. Um, I think Smashing Eagle is fourth up, and if this was at Ramwick, then you could bet with a bit more confidence, but he's going to be back in the field at Rose Hill, and if it is really leader-dominated, then he might have his work cut out for him, but if I had to be forced for a bet, he looks a good play. Um, and Ruben Yockey, she was my value tip, might have been last week or the week before. She was a little bit disappointing, but she drops a few grades here from a benchmark 88 to a benchmark 78, draws barrier one, um, and we'll get complete control going from Ranwick to Rose Hill in a much softer race. So don't be surprised if she improves a lot as well. Don't you reckon um, Garza Blanca just didn't run 1,300 metres last time? I don't like, know. isn't he just a... Yeah, you're a fucking brave man making excuses. He he bolted in at Cram, but then he, he was, like, slaughtered at Rose Hill. He was like he ran ten above the last, or or what, like nine above the last four hundred meters. The horse just gets back anyway. Maybe yeah. you're back. I th- I'm you're not. You're gonna go broke. You're gonna go broke quicker than you're gonna get rich back in these type balls. I'm not usually that Sick. price sensitive, but two bucks drawing there two. Neither am like, I. He's gonna be. It's not a two dollar chance. He's gonna be back in the field on the rail at Rose Hill over eleven hundred meters. I don't know. I couldn't have it, but... Wouldn't He's just the worst $2 chance in Australia on Saturday. <laughs> what, what, are you, would you back anything to be? In any code. Hmm. I'm just going to lay the fuck out of him. 
But if you if you were to back something, what would you back to beat him? I'd have to do the race properly. Smashing Eagle. Sort of Probably Smashing Eagle. He was good last start. He was unlucky as well last start. Should have won. I don't know. It's it's an even race in behind, but all I know is that the favourite's just poison. Hmm. And I'm happy to lay him till it hurts. He's not much good, but... He's alright. Of course, because the fucking computer screen's telling you he's alright. Just look for your own eyes, he's no good. Well, you were saying Greece was like the next... <laughs> you weren't. Black caviar. And <laughs> I was, yeah, I was lines. one of many. You were wrong. She's royally fucking turned it up too. <laughs> She's not that great. Shall we move on? We've done Mooney Valley. We've done Rose Hill. Any bets Where are we going wide? to now? Oh, I've got. Yeah, I've got one. I've got. I've got one in Adelaide. All right. Well, I've got the same one as you in Adelaide, um, but I'll give give the punters one at Eagle Farm first. Race seven. Oof. The mighty bopper goes around the top weight uh, over the flying thousand meters. Um, this horse is a get-back run-on horse over a 1,000 metres, which is a bit of a scary proposition, but he has a massive turn of foot, and Eagle Farm is exactly the track he wants. Drawing out the barrier 10, that doesn't matter, um, because it is only a small field, so he won't be that far off him. Ruby Rubiquitous, he's already beaten this horse before, so he, it's the one he has to come and chase, but... Pretty keen, he just wins. Like we see, he had a three dollar x, three dollar sixty SP in town at Flemington and was narrowly touched off by Kalos, who was flying after being gelded. That's just superior form to these Queensland horses, and we've already seen him pick apart these races up in Queensland. So, really happy to be on him. Um, around the two dollar forty mark looks a good bet, given he started odds on against this danger last time they met, and he handled him. Nico? Hectic. Adelaide. Race 8. The time-honoured. Behemoth Stokes. God bless the champ. What a horse he was. Uh, a horse who is um, destined to be over here in Victoria sooner rather than later. Tackling some better races. Is the 10 See You in Heaven. Uh, just picks itself this horse I think it's just a lot better than its opposition here uh, it's going to be a horse who's going to be better when it gets out and trip a little bit but yeah it's just just a good horse I think it's going to be over here it ran in the best well not the best but it ran in good races against its own age as a three year old and was never sort of too far away um yeah, I think it's just a pretty simple race. Seven two excels going horribly. He got well beaten at Darwin <laughs> last start, and he comes here. Um, Ballet Rich is a nice progressive horse, but it's coming from inferior form, I believe. Um, there's some other horses that sort of all take their own sort of turns. Maps awkward. Ironclad's completely. He's a pretty good horse. They're all sort of, they're all sort of similar horses, but they all sort of just take their own turns and 
as sort of benchmark horses. I think See You in Heaven's a bit better than that. I'd be pretty disappointed if it's not beat in this field. If it's going to be coming over to Victoria to run in better races, it needs to be winning here. Hmm. Yeah, but it's going to get back, won't it? It's a kickoff point. That'll sit sort of midfield. I think Morphville's a track where they often do slingshot into it. That could be wrong. I don't, they I, go yeah. hard. They, don't do a they go hard it. at Morphville. Oh, I often. don't. No, they don't. Well, horses can always normally horses from the back always get their chance. That's just because from the limited races I watch in Adelaide, there always seems to be a, a lot of horses that dive bomb them. Hmm. Because the rails always sort of off because they race at the the one joint every. That's single. without me looking at statistics and times and things, but for someone who watches limited races, horses from the back always seem to be able to swoop. So that's fair. I don't really care. This horse's length's better than its rivals, so... As long as he holds on and doesn't fall off, it should win. Alright. That wraps up the main part of the podcast. Let's get to back, lay, prey. Nico, you and I share the same best bet. Um, We share the same lay. Yeah, we do. I don't have a value selection this week. All right, that's easy. My best bet is Omni Man, same as Nico. My best lay is Gaza Blanca, same as Nico. And my best value is race nine at Rose Hill, Glint of Silver at $19 on Ladbrokes. Go and snap it up. Huge. $5 a place also. Bot Ting. Mm. Um, well, I'll go um, Parade is my best bet, but... I really like recommendation, um, as like as a bet I've already had. Um, value, I'll do. I don't know. It's not much. Oh, um, race number six. Uh, there was one. What was it called? Duke of Hastings. It's uh, like ratings at um, only any good ever over on a soft track at sixteen hundred meters or further. Only. Only form ever. Now, um, on a on a wetter track, if if the rain comes, that is. Um, I know who owns um, this up. horse. Who? One of my footy teammates has a share in this horse. <laughs> well, tell him to give me the the mail. Um, <laughs> and it's drawn five. This race is just tricky, but like he's probably going to jump forty or one. So you just have something on. I guess. Yep. Oh, and my lay, um, I don't know. Um, I think Qdaz will start like three times the price it is now, but it's like six fifty. So, um, I don't know. All right, easy. All right, we've just got a few questions. We don't have too many. Let me just open them up before we round out. Are we going to snub the? We're going to snub the punters out of a, a max bet on Sunday. Max bet on Sunday. Or they, we're just going to tell them to wait. They can see the socials. What's the max bet on Sunday? Cole Rain. Great Western Day. What a joint Cole Rain Oh, the Paddy Payne jumper. Oh, Phenomenal. Paddy Payne jumper? Is that Complete and utter moral. Go on quickly. you got one minute. Race to Shakespeare. This is all you need to know, punters. No idea what price we're going to get. But anything above a dollar fifty is just better sort of scenario. Beautiful. This thing will piss in. Do you know oh. Coleraine has the the oldest um, 
grandstand in Australia. <laughs> I think you say that every time Cole Rand's mentioned because you've been to the races there once. Yeah. What on, bot? Phenomenal from you, bot. <laughs> That's man. All right, let's go. Questions. Tyson Hunter gives us the same question yet again. Do you think? Uh, do you boys think that they should increase the Cox Plate prize money? I don't, mate. You're only sharing Mr. Brightside now. We get it. Josh Snelling says, how often do these early four-year-olds win when they're often not faced with only racing their age? How what? often do these early season... So, three-year-olds going into the four-year-old season, tackling yeah. open company for the first time. Any knock there? Uh, well, it's race by race, but like, it, I guess they've still got some progression versus some that might be... Um, that are older and like have been in that sort of grade and aren't getting any better. I guess maybe maybe that's an edge you can find just by finding progressive sort of early four year olds. I guess. Hmm. Yeah, it is it is a race by race scenario, but I get what he means. Like sometimes when a horse only has three year old form and then they come up in a benchmark ninety or a benchmark hundred against open class horses for the first time and everyone just expects them to win. Sometimes it's not as easy as that. They see some oh, horses. Yeah. 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 yeah, obviously, you know, pros. Liam Smith, spring is just around the corner. One horse each you're looking forward to seeing. One horse. Allegron. Weird. Rogue stuff. No, um, what, uh, fucking Nick? Um, oh, outside of the... I'm not going to mention a big name, but we've already know. I'm really excited to see the progression of what you need. Hmm. And see where he can go. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty keen to I, see I, what Extremely Lucky does on Saturday. I think he's a pretty good spinner. I have, I have some serious ones. Um, Stretton Angel. And... Um, <laughs> what? If only you could have seen Ben's face, then fucking hell. Who? What do you, what do, you do? Stretton, look, look it up on... Look it up on the panning form. Stretton Angel and... <laughs> El Porta del Sol. Look up Stretton Angel on Pining Form. Tell me it's not going to win the thousand guineas. What was that thing that won in the country the other day? And it was, it was that green and black colours. Everyone's raging about. Green and black colours. I forgot where it was. I've got to figure this out. We, saw, we might have saw a good one today, actually. That was an expensive one too. Yeah. If you didn't have, if you didn't oh, see yeah, any of the course. races today, punters, go have a look at race two at Bendigo. What's his name again? Pivot City. Yeah. Price Kent. Nine hundred and seventy-five thousand dollar. Not a single doubt. Cult. Stu, how does extremely lucky lose? It doesn't buy. Um, I think track bias and a bad steer is the only thing getting it beat. If it's spotting them. And you growing up. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan Deeth, any suggestions for subtle betting whilst at a wedding? <laughs> I'll tell you toilet. what my advice for this is. I've done this before at a wedding. Go to the toilet. It's the easiest safeguard ever. Go to the toilet. Straight on the phone. No one knows. Punch him out. Exactly right. Exactly right. That's, that's how you do your wagering at a wedding. Bad bladder. Blame the bladder. Um, Stu, extreme step, you're welcome, bot. That's all. Uh, trumpet. Thanks, Stu. Ryan Deeth, Ben, what AFL player do you resemble on the footy field? 
Um, Heath Scotland. Playing half back at the moment. What? You don't know Heath Scotland? One of the most underrated Carlton half back flankers of the uh, 2010 period. Um, I was like, could kick like both seven. feet. Yeah, you were. Uh, ben, if ever played his entire career at Carlton, would he be the GOAT? Um, no, but he's right up there. He's one of the best forwards ever. How do each of you think, how good do you, each of you think Globe can be from Stu? Group one horse or not? Nah. Um, no. Potential. I just want to see it first. He's more we'll like soon find out. He's going to be in the deep end. He's more he's like going to come up against. Here you go. I think he's going to come up against without a fight in an underwood, and I think he's going to fucking find out. Yeah, I think he's more like an Ed than an. Um, he's going to know he's in a race. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He's he's not. I think the problem with lots of the Price Kent horses are is that they're so good at training that they they get the best out of them like in their first preparation, and then everyone expects them to keep going, and they just don't. You know what I mean? Like it happened with Ayrton. Getting bitten by spiders doesn't help, but yeah. Yeah, well, Ayrton was like, he was like as best as he ever went as a at his second ever start. Yeah. All right, Deethy, where did you three boys meet, and how did you end up doing a pod together? Um, I think Nico followed mm-hmm. my page, and then we just started inboxing each other, and then made mates. Nico just ran and started stalking Ben. Yeah, just jumped in the DMs. <laughs> And then um, I broke absolutely broke Benny the first time we met. Yeah, is this straight large? Straight into <laughs> it. Was it come over was my house, my birthday? Yeah, it was large. What, what do you um, mean? What do you mean by he broke you, Ben? Lots of <laughs> if, we, if we explained what happened, <laughs> we wouldn't be on next week. Lots of beers, bot. Um, oh, and then we stuff. recruited Will because. I don't know. If we didn't, then someone else would have. And we probably would have regretted it. He's actually got half a brain. <laughs> would you believe it? So, yeah. Not gonna, Sometimes when he's not spitting out dribble. Not going to pump yeah. up his tires too much, but uh, exciting young prospect. Max Mini, the final question is... <laughs> Where does Price Kent train us? No, he says Ben is a sellout. Um, <laughs> Max is calling me a sellout because he's not subscribed to the six day racing go and download the app uh, flying at the moment including $10 win to Charlemagne Extreme Step and Ryanberg as a best the other day so go and download the app what is Nico's daily routine brekkie lunch dinner the three S's what is the three S's shit shower sleep <laughs> <laughs> oh no it's the second S is it uh, give us Is a run through. I'm interested in this. What do you? What do you? Do? Give us a, a daily, daily routine. What does Nick do during his day? He gets his haircut once a week. Like a weekday or a weekend? Well, give us a just weekday. weekday. Whatever you want, mate. Um, weekday. <laughs> wake up, have a shower, get ready to go to work, grind away. Just make surely it. shit then shower. You can't be a shower then shit. We need more detail than this, mate. I'm never a shit in the morning person. No, Not fair. No. Never. <laughs> never. Um, it's 
Let's go Let's go out, save the world. <laughs> Make people's yards look pretty. Come home, just, yeah, I don't know. There's not much to me on a weekend. Spell. Just follow me on Instagram and you'll see everything you Turn it up. I post enough of my life on my Instagram bot just for all my fans out there like you. Yeah, but only close friends get the spicy content. <laughs> only, yeah, only close friends. Sub up, subscribe. <laughs> only fans. All right, let's end the podcast there on the dribble. Uh, good luck this weekend, punters. Uh, next week, we've got the first group one of the new season. It is the group one wink stakes there at Randwick over 1,400 metres. Fangirl looks to be the favourite there. Good luck this week. We'll see you back here next Thursday. Keep